Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. What's up, my friend? You already know you're listening to the Life in English podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. And today I've got an entertaining episode for you. We're going to be listening to a hilarious 911 phone call from a woman who was having some domestic violence issues. Now, before you get triggered, it goes without saying that there's nothing inherently funny about domestic violence. But I'm sure that by the end of this episode, you'll see that there are times when it can be extremely comical. So let's not waste any time, my friend. I'm going to play the audio clip now. 911, what is your emergency? Yes, um, I need a police officer over here at 7 Court. What's going on? Um, I've got two teenage daughters, and I just got home from work. They were um, physically fighting with each other, and one of them kicked a hole in a door. And um, they're 12 and almost 14, and the 12-year-old is completely out of control. And I, I can't, I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over and shoot her? Are you there? Excuse me? Uh, that's a joke. Okay, so... Who are you? What is your name? Mike Forbes. Oh, shit. All right, my friend. First of all, let me say, don't feel bad if you couldn't understand everything from this clip because the audio wasn't so good and their accent is very different from mine. So that's what we're about to talk about now. I'm going to highlight some details that might be useful to you. All right. So the first thing you might have noticed about this short dialogue is the accent of the people who are speaking, particularly the woman. She's got that classic Southern American accent. You know, it sounds like she might be from Alabama or Georgia or Florida, but I'm not really sure. And you might be asking yourself, but how do you know that, Tony? How do you know where she's from? And there are a few things that you can listen for that will let you know that someone might be from the southern United States. For example, in this clip, you might be able to notice a pattern in the way the woman pronounces the words that have an E-R or an O-R sound. Um, I've got two teenage daughters, and I just got home from work. They were um, physically fighting with each other, and one of them kicked a hole in a door. And um, they're 12 and almost 14, and the 12-year-old is completely out of control. And I, I can't, I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. So you see, the way she pronounces these words is different from the way I pronounce it. I would say daughter, work, were, other, 
door 14 your and you might also be able to notice a pattern in the way she pronounces the o in words like hole and control they were um physically fighting with each other and one of them kicked a hole in a door and you might notice the way she says things like excuse me or who are you and what's your name it sounds completely different from the way that i might say it you know are you there excuse me uh, that's a joke Okay, so who are you? What is your name? Mike Forbes. And this is what we refer to as the southern twang. It's just this particular like sound that you only hear in the south of the United States, the way people pronounce their words here. It's very drawn out and you know, it almost sounds like they're singing a song and they say things like work and talk and walk. And this is a stereotypical southern accent, but I'm trying, you know what I mean? It's it's not the best, but I think if I had some more practice, I think I sound a little bit like George Bush, the former president of the United States of America. You got to love America like this. It's that twang, bro. It's like that Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, you know, what I'm saying Georgia, some parts of Florida. This is how people talk, you know, and that's one kind of southern accent. There's many different kinds. Right. So anyway, Maybe this isn't the best like explanation of the accent and what makes it unique, but hopefully you can identify those patterns in her speech and then look out for them in the future. And I'll definitely make some more episodes about accents and dialects uh, in the near future. All right. But now let's go back to the beginning of the clip and analyze the actual vocabulary. All right. So the first thing, what is your emergency? What is your emergency? This is a common thing for a dispatcher to say when they enter a 911 phone call, right? And just in case you're wondering, a dispatcher, according to the dictionary, is a person whose job is to receive messages and organize the movement of people or vehicles, especially in the emergency services. Now, that's a very wordy and, you know, kind of formal definition. So another way of saying that is a dispatcher is a person who sends something to a destination, and in this case, it's phone calls because maybe you call 911, but there's many different reasons you might call. In one situation, it might be an armed robbery. In the other situation, somebody's having a heart attack. So when you call 911, they're going to reroute or redirect your phone call to the proper organization. You see what I'm saying? In one case, they might redirect your call to an ambulance or the fire station. In another call, is to the police. You see what I'm saying? So the person who redirects those phone calls in this case is the dispatcher. All right, so next is over here. Let's listen to that line one more time. Yes, um, I need a police officer over here at 7 Court. What's going on? You might be asking yourself, why did she say over here instead of just here? Well, when we use the word over before words like here and there, we're implying that a significant distance needs to be traveled for one to arrive here or there. So, in this case, the dispatcher and the woman are very far away from each other. So she says over here, implying that they'll have to get in their cars and travel to her house. A distance needs to be crossed. You see? So what you can think about is like those old Mortal Kombat movies when Scorpion, he had that weird snake-like spiky thing coming out of his hand. And he would yell, get over here! You guys remember that? <laughs> and he would like pierce the, the victim, I guess. And the victim would be across the room. And he would pull the victim over to the other side of the room. He would have to travel or cross over that distance. Hopefully that makes sense. So you might still be asking yourself, well, what's the difference between here and over here? What, what does a phrase like come here mean? And why should I say come here instead of come over here? Well, 
come here is typically said when we're physically close to someone, like in the same room, relatively close to each other. It's, and it's typically used as a command. It's a very direct thing to say. And the emphasis isn't on the distance being crossed. It's on the fact that I want you here right now. Come here now immediately you see what i'm saying and this is one of those details that's really hard to explain because all the rules and exceptions involved in this just kind of like make it more confusing than helpful when i try to explain it to you you know but i want you to understand that english speakers tend to say a lot of things with reference to their geographical location that's what i want you to understand for example we have a habit of saying down here in the south when referring to the southern united states and i say down here because i am here and here is at the bottom of the map of the United States. So I say down here. And if I were referring to people in New York, I could say up there in New York because they're located above me geographically. They're up at the top of the map. You see what I'm saying? So I'm really hoping this explanation was more helpful than confusing. But feel free to leave any questions or doubts you have on the Discord server. All right. Now, let's move on. The next one is what's going on. Yes, um, I need a police officer over here at 7 Court. What's going on? Now, this is another way of asking what's happening. So if something is going on, something is happening. Now, another variation of this question might be what's wrong or what's the problem or what's the issue, right? And in this case, you're just trying to understand what is the situation so that I can help you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, next is teenage. Um, I've got two teenage daughters, and I just got home from work. I've got two teenage daughters. The word teenage is used to refer to adolescents between the ages of 13 and 19. It's literally an adolescent at the teen age, the age of a teen, you know what I'm saying? So that's why we say teenage daughters, which implies between 13 and 19. You get the idea. All right, let's move on. Next is I just got home from work. I've got two teenage daughters, and I just got home from work. This is the most common way of saying that you have just arrived at home after your time at work. So if somebody says, I just got home, it literally means I recently arrived at home. It's just a much more natural, informal way of saying the same thing. All right, next is kicked a hole in the door. They were um, physically fighting with each other, and one of them kicked a hole in a door. One of them kicked a hole in the door, and this literally means to kick the door so hard that you leave a hole in the door. You know? So one might also kick a hole in a wall, or um, I guess those are 
the most common. Kick a hole in the wall, put a hole in the door. I don't know if you guys have brothers or cousins, but maybe you're fighting in the house like these two girls. And things get a little too crazy. And next thing you know, you've got uh, a new hole in the wall. Anyway, now you should understand what she meant when she said they kicked a hole in the door. Let's move on. Next is completely out of control. And um, they're 12 and almost 14, and the 12-year-old is completely out of control. And I, I can't, I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. The 12-year-old is completely out of control. And if somebody is completely out of control, it means they're acting wild and crazy, and no one can control or subdue them, right? They're just, I mean, it's chaos, like wild animals, right? So next is she's as big as I am. I can't, I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. And this is a common sentence structure for comparing things, right? So it's the verb to be plus as plus the adjective plus as plus something. So I don't want to confuse you. That probably makes no sense just listening to it. So let me give you the example. The daughter is as big as the mother. Right, so we have subject, and then the verb to be is as big as, right, as adjective as something else. This thing is as big as that thing. So another way of saying that is the daughter is the same size as the mother. That is another way of saying the same thing. But this sentence structure is super common, like I make as much money as you, or I am as tall as you. My city is as cold as yours. It's a very, very, very common sentence structure for saying that two things are equal in quality. You know, hopefully that makes sense. But again, any questions you got, leave them on the Discord server. So next on the list is, did you want us to come over and shoot her? I physically, if she's as big as I am, I can't control her. Okay, did you want us to come over and shoot her? Now, remember that the mother said, I need someone over here. So the dispatcher then asks, do you want us to come over? So you see how they're naturally implying the distance between them. This is something unconscious. It's not something we think about. She says, I need someone over here, implying that they need to travel across some distance to reach her house. And then he says, do you want us to come over? Because he knows he's going to have to travel a considerable distance to reach her house. So the reason I'm saying that, again, is just to kind of reiterate the idea So hopefully it becomes more clear and you start to get the idea the more you listen to people speak this way. All right. So when he says, did you want us to come over and shoot her? He literally means take out his gun, squeeze the trigger and put a bullet in her daughter. That's what it means to shoot someone. And of course, it was a joke. So next on the list is, are you there? Okay. did you want us to come over and shoot her? Are you there? And this is a common way of asking if someone is still connected to the phone call, right? And we typically say this when the call goes silent and it's not clear if the person is still present. It's like, hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Are you there? Hello? It's a very, very common way of asking that question. All right, next is excuse me. And this is a common and polite way of asking someone to repeat themselves. But if you pay attention to the tone of her voice, you might hear that she's communicating her disbelief. Are you there? Excuse me? Uh, That's a joke. She's not really saying, I didn't hear you. She's really communicating that she can't believe what he really said, right? Her voice is communicating like, did you really just say that? Are you serious? And she said all of this with two simple words and a particular tone of voice. 
So I'm bringing this to your attention because I want to remind you that you shouldn't just pay attention to what people say. You should also pay attention to how they say it. And this will help you understand what somebody really means to say. It's a communication skill that has nothing to do with language. And once you master it, understanding natives becomes much easier, even when you don't understand every single word of a conversation. But hopefully now you understand every word of this hilarious conversation between a mother and a 911 dispatcher. So that's it for now, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Life in English podcast. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Tony Kazen, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.